Hey, hey! Welcome to the Vision of the People podcast. I'm your host, Rushi, like sushi with an R. We venture into stories ranging from incredible founders to creative artists who have achieved great success and those just starting their journeys. Each passion-filled episode features advice on topics ranging from startups to the cosmos. And here we go. Santa Monica um, for the first show here I'm truly honored to start my podcast series uh, with someone I've looked up to ever since I found him on Twitter his story thus far has been nothing short of incredible one of the most well-known and successful venture capitalists in Silicon Valley in such a short time he's none other than Nico Bonatzos Nico thank you very much for being here thank you I'm beyond excited to be here so, a little background about Nico, uh, currently the Managing Director of General Catalyst. He was instrumental in investments in Snap, Class Dojo, Paribus, and more recently in Atrium LTS, WAG, and All Turtles, among many others. Prior to General Catalyst, Nico attended Stanford University as a Fulbright Scholar, earning an MS in Management Science and Engineering. He has studied and worked worldwide, including U.S., Greece, U.K., and part of an R&D team for Yogokawa Electric in Japan. He's also conducted research in biomedical signal processing as a visiting scholar at the Harvard Medical School. He also holds uh, an MPhil in manufacturing engineering and management from University of Cambridge and an engineering degree in electrical and computer engineering from National Technical University of Athens. Uh, as you can probably tell from that introduction, we have someone very incredible here with us, and I'm, I'm beyond words. I wish I can explain the excitement uh, I have with me in here, but I simply can't excite it. Nico, thanks so much once again for being here. Thank you. So I'm going to get started right away uh, with the questions. Uh, you recently did a product hunt, which is extremely well. I read that like five times. Um, and one of the questions that I found was really good. Um, what's the best piece of advice you received early on in your career and how has it helped you improve personally and professionally? Yeah, so one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received is from Elon Musk. So Elon Musk is somebody I met when I was a graduate student at Stanford. And alongside some of my course mates, we went into Tesla to do a strategy project for them. And basically our finding was that they will fail because they were trying to do everything. They would try to build a fancy, expensive race car. They were trying to build a high-end family luxury car. They were trying to build a 30K, a more affordable family car. And we're like, there are no such car brand, car make that, you know, basically build so many different cars for so many different customer segments. So you're going to fail. And... His words to us were, you know, I don't really care if we're going to fail. What I care more about is trying to be the catalyst of humanity's transition from conventional cars to electric vehicles. And his advice to us was, whenever you're starting a company, the only thing that matters is, and you can control, frankly, is the prize at the end of the day. You're going to be working really hard 24-7, 
chances are that you're gonna fail but if you are successful hopefully you're gonna be winning a huge price so in his case every single company that he's built he always knew knew that the price at the end would be massive so his advice to us was be incredibly ambitious and go after huge huge problems and markets you will work really hard 24 7 a few years later hopefully if you're successful you will have had massive impact and I think we sort of saw that uh, in the recent news uh, for the 10-year plan that his directors sort of set up for him that if he hits a couple of those milestones over the course of a decade I believe uh, he's gonna get a massive payout uh, totally as well yeah so thank you very much for that so I want to move on to the next segment uh, this is particularly this entire podcast is sort of focused on Millennials and people my age and who are graduating and this is sort of our story began, Power of Networking. I know um, ever since I found you on Twitter, it was all started from one tweet where you sort of gave me your email, and it was really a cold email um, that sort of triggered this course of events. Um, and I know particularly your story upon closing the startup at Stanford, um, where you had about a month left um, before you had to go back, you had to yeah. find something, and you, you knew people. You knew a lot of founders there, and you talked to a lot of VCs there. Why is it important um, for everyone my age, regardless of the majors, um, need to speak with new people? Yeah, because that's how you learn about what's out there. That's how you broaden your mind about what kind of people are out there. That's how you come across interesting opportunities. And... Um, especially when you're on the younger side and your opportunity cost is low, when you're on the younger side and you have the opportunity to meet with a lot of people through your coursework, through extracurricular activities, through anything that sounds interesting to you, mm -hmm. you basically have the opportunity to make lifelong friendships. That's something you don't have later on in life, True. to be as abundant in front of you when you're later on in life and you have a job and you have to be there for many hours a day you're focused because you have to hit goals you have a partner you have family you don't have that many opportunities to meet new people doing crazy interesting things so at the young age where you're trying to basically you know learn yourself and learn about your talents and figure out what you care about, what you don't care about. Figure out what is interesting to you, what could work out. You can do a lot of this learning through others. And if you're one of these people who is incredibly ambitious, you may end up with a potential co-founder through these meetings. You may end up with a number of the early employees that you would like to hire. Or you could end up with an unbelievable opportunity for you to work for somebody that you find incredibly inspiring that you might have never thought about. And I've seen a lot of people in my Silicon Valley career who just had one mentor or just found an, an amazing person who cared about them and instantly made their career. So 10 years later, the fact that they worked for that specific individual is still paying dividends for them. 
So for me, that's why it's important. You know, you can find individuals who can truly change your life as you are trying to learn more about yourself. Hmm. Great point. Uh, and as a side note to that, I uh, wanted to ask, uh, I know on Product Hunt you also said um, people our age, if we're really ambitious, we should uh, contact people who we really look up to. Um, so, you know, a little sidetrack about me is I actually emailed Sundar Pichai. Um, Great. And I actually got a response back. And I was, just, I was just floored. I was like, how does that even happen? But I realized that once you sort of email these people that you really look up to, like your mindset sort of changes. Like there's no pedet, you don't put them on, a, on another level. They're just another human being who just loves what they're doing. Absolutely. So the worst thing that can happen if you cold email somebody is you get ignored. Right. So if you're okay, you know, with getting ignored or getting no's, why wouldn't you do it more? The best thing that can happen is a new opportunity can be presented in front of you. Spending time with somebody you look up to is definitely, you know, a cool thing to do. Learning from somebody who's been there, done that, is potentially an invaluable lesson. So I don't see any downside, frankly, you know, to doing it. And, and the world is like, you know, full of opportunities, but you have to go and chase after them. You have to create your own luck, especially in the U.S. and in the startup world. People are open to pay forward. People are open to come across young, ambitious, talented people who could one day, you know, join, join them and work together with them. So. I would encourage everybody to do that. When I was a Stanford student, I had cold email, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, the CEO of Intel, countless people, you know, countless people, and most of them ignored me. Some others gave me time. I continued to do this while I started as a VC. Cold email the founders of Snap, the founders of so many startups. Uh, I can even do this today. Like when I hear about something that I'm interested in or I come across an individual I would love to meet, I, I continue to call them. Like, that's the only way, frankly, that you can expand your network and push yourself in new areas that you've no idea about. Well, thank you for uh, replying to my cold email and making this happen. Thank uh, you. I want to get into... Um, I know the three markets that you're really into right now, um, AR, VR, um, and cryptocurrency particularly. Um, can you explain cryptocurrency to someone who does not know it and why they should know it? Yeah, so the world of cryptocurrencies is based on some fundamental new technology advancements around the blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. Where in simple words, what the blockchain technology can do is it's a new way to basically settle all sorts of transactions without having a third party that is trusted. So in theory, with the blockchain technology, you could settle transactions without having a credit card company. You could find people to drive you around without using Uber. 
you could be able to rent your room without using Airbnb because the way the technology works is such that fraud and uh, lack of trust are unknown, you know, issues. So that's, you know, the, the fundamental, you know, innovation here. Of course, it's early days, the technology is immature, a lot of shady things are happening. And now what's driving all this excitement, this speculation for the currencies themselves, rather than actual use of products and services that are powered by this technology. But it's, 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 it's a profound step forward to what this technology could empower. So I'm personally you know, very eager to partner with ridiculously ambitious founders for leveraging this tech to build real products and services that people would use. And frankly, they're going to be using these products and services without knowing that the blockchain technology is powering them in the background. Same way that we're using the internet today, we do email, we don't know anything about these protocols. Like We don't know anything about HTTP, POP3, like all this stuff, you know, we know nothing about, you know. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I've read almost, actually not almost, I've read all your Medium articles. Ever oh, since I'm sorry. In oh, my God. No, I loved it. Uh, I picked up on a theme um, throughout the years you've been writing. Uh, maybe I could be right, maybe I could be wrong. Uh, mindset is super important from what I picked up um, throughout all your articles. If you were in your 20s today, what would your mindset be and how does one achieve that mindset? Yeah, if I were to be in my 20s today, I would basically try my best to get to meet as many inspiring people out there as I could find. So I would try to really, you know, like broaden the set of relationships that I could make with people from all walks of life, you know, artists and creatives, crazy nerdy geeks who are working on insane technologies, leaders of businesses. I would do a lot more of that instead of trying, you know, to learn everything, you know, by myself. I would be a lot more aggressive with what I can learn from others who've been there, done that, or in the forefront of their field. So I would be a, a lot more aggressive, you know, wouldn't worry about being rejected, wouldn't worry about traveling, you know, places, you know, to go and, you know, meet with these people. So when you're on the younger side, you have a lot of time. Right. You have a lot of energy, mm -hmm. you have a lot of passion, but you don't have resources. So what you can do is, you know, truly capitalize on what you have. When you're later on in life, you know, you have more resources, but you don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of new passions that you're exploring. And you have commitments that you've undertaken. Right. So my mindset, you know, if I were to be again in my 20s, it would be explore a lot more, meet as many, you know, like ambitious, interesting, charismatic people that could 
take me to new directions and see where you know that would take me wonderful and so being a VC a venture capitalist um, I've never asked or even come across this question what financial advice would you give to people just graduating um, actually I would give the advice for them to learn basic you know rules and principles of personal finances okay like frankly you know what this should be taught financial literacy should be taught you know in, in uh, junior high school and high school in college like basic rules of accounting like if you just do simple things especially early on in life mm -hmm. the compounding effect of them could be massive down the road um, so that's the biggest you know, piece of advice I could possibly give, you know. Learn a few things about personal finances and accounting. It's going to be really helpful, you know, for the rest of your life. The same way that you need to learn, you know, how to code, learn how to network, learn how to speak another language so you can broaden your, your mindset. This is one of the core things that every human being mm -hmm. needs to have a good understanding of. The other thing I would say, take risk. I know it's easy to say that, given you know where I am right now. But like take 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 more risk and not focus on oh I'll have to optimize for the highest base salary or the highest end of the year bonus. Like a few years later, you know, these numbers you know frankly don't even matter. So take as much risk as possible because your life is ahead of you. Okay, great. I want to get into a quick fast round um, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, so being an immigrant as I am, yeah. uh, did you face any hardships and how did you overcome that diversity? And what advice do you have for those who come to the land of opportunity with big dreams? Yeah, so, you know, I can't say I faced you know, a lot of hardships because I came here as a graduate student at Stanford, I was essentially a member of the knowledge and the innovation economy, joining the world of Silicon Valley in 2009 when the mobile revolution was happening. It was a great time to be part of when startups were accelerating. It was an amazing time to be there. So I can't say, you know, like I faced, you know, any hardships. Of course, you know, I didn't have anybody that I knew here, uh, so I had to create a, a world of relationships and people that cared of me from scratch. I didn't have any money when I came here, but thank God, you know, I was debt free. Yeah. Uh, when I started, you know, working for a firm, you know, my bank account was like pretty, you know, like close to zero. Um, one of the tricky things was the visa situation. Um, when you come here as an immigrant, you know you have to sort through the visa. It takes a few years to get a green card. So I think I have some, you know, gray hair because of that. Can't say this was a hardship, but yeah, I had a bunch of stress around that in, I, in, in the early days. So what I would say though is like anybody, you know, who really wanted to stay in this country, really, really wanted, you know. I don't know, you know, anybody who really, really wanted and left, you know.
because of visa stuff. Like I, I don't know, you know, anybody. So immigrants are hard workers, committed people. They are shooting for the moon, and they're the ones who get the job done. So, which you wrote a great article too as well called uh, "Never Give Up." Yeah, which I'll post the link um, and then posting this. Uh, and then two quick last questions. Uh, favorite book you recommend? Okay, so it's 2018 now. Ready Player One, the movie, is coming out in a few months. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who is in science fiction, reading Ready Player One would be my recommendation. It's like how a world could look like if the AR and VR technologies become massive. So it's a pretty captivating story. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. And then the last question, what this podcast uh, project um, started with me is people's visions. I think that really drives me, really pushes me to understand where you've come from, where I've come from, where, you know, artists and much other people. So I want to end off with this question. So what is your vision and what keeps you going? Yeah. So for me, what keeps me going every day is the belief that talent is universal but opportunity is not. So every single day when I get out of bed, I'm so excited to go out there and meet with ridiculously ambitious founders, tech founders, who want to build category-defining companies. So that if we meet up again in 10 years from today, I can say to you that I've partnered with a couple of founders that now have built products that are household brands, and this is going to be incredibly fulfilling for me. So, the belief that talent is universal, while opportunity is not. And some of these, you know, incredibly talented founders, 10 years down the road, have built something that so many people around the world are using, is what gets me going. Okay, perfect. Uh, this has been a wonderful, wonderful... Uh, podcast. Thank you for you being my first uh, podcast guest. I think um, I don't know. I couldn't even have dreamt of this. So thank you very much for being. Here. Thank you. I'm beyond excited, and hopefully you will have an amazing run on this and meet some unbelievable people along the way. Yeah. Thank you. We really hope you enjoyed that. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Please like us on Facebook at Vision of the People Podcast, and do give your thoughts to me at Lil Rushi Shaw on Twitter on who I should have next on the show. If you found this insightful or interesting, share it with someone that could find this helpful. As Mahatma Gandhi once said, you must be the change you wish to see in the world. Till next time, keep striving.